The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani. people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Happy Aloha Friday. Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia. Hey boss man, I made it. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here live. I Wait. made it to work this morning. So Did I not get yeah. the memo on something? Well, last night was the, um, I guess the Sony Open in Hawaii dinner thing slash presentation of trophies for the official pro-am shout out to our team consisting of our business manager marissa suihiro aka boss lady university of hawaii football head coach timmy chang kimo kai who also works at uh and scott humber who used to be at hawaii news now and now he works for the mayor (sighs) second place oh eluded us you know what that means but we got third so close yet so far. You know what? Top three though. Top, top three. Three. That's a that's, that's incredible. Actually, that's actually saying a lot. Top three and yeah, because there are and, sandbaggers in there. Yeah, like the first place team that always wins. I mean, they. I think it, it seems like an entirely Japanese team, and I swear they're like. Oh, we're notorious sandbaggers. They're, they're I don't like, care what you say. They're like amateurs, but only by the sense that they never turned pro. But it's like bored. It's like they were all. The boy Board. version and of then, Marissa, and, and, and then, basically. And then, and then they and then they tell then they tell you, oh yeah, my handicap is you know. That's why twenty two. Like, mm. Okay, okay. So our team legitimately placed in top three, and you know I I think we were still tied for second, like at like the final, but I guess there's some kind of tiebreakers that go into it just so they have you know first second Probably third pick holes. So. So we have a new addition to our studio right there. That's the trophy. Oh. It's cute, right? Like it's a little golf ball in the middle and it's like a crystal golf ball actually. Is that, is that a snake? It's a it's a putter kind of thing that snakes around it. Come on, Alan, think golf. It's actually kind of cute. I don't know. I was just thinking snakes cuz they cut the they cut the ball python in Kahulu oh, yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, so to to be honest, when I it's first cute, saw the trophy, though, I, like it. I didn't really know what it was. I just thought like, oh, that's cute. But when I really I looked at it, especially in the light and especially um, sober, <laughs> I, I was no, like, that's I'm... so cute. It's a crystal golf ball. Yeah, like I'll it. post it on our social media later on today. But I did post our photos, uh, the group photo of them holding the trophy. And the bonus of it all, Brett Neil Everett was the MC, So he nice. got to, I think it was kind of, it might have threw him off a little bit that he was presenting a trophy to Timmy Chang. <laughs> Everything just comes full circle. So it's kind of funny that, oh, of all people, it's Neil, the sports guy, presenting a golf trophy to a former football standout and now head coach of the University of Hawaii. So it's just, it's neat how everything just comes into, yeah, comes full circle. And yeah, it it was definitely a chicken skin moment and it was a fun night last night. But yeah, everyone having a good old time and... The, Must have the, missed that invite also. Yeah, that sorry. one got that one that, got that stuck one, in the mail. That one is very yeah exclusive. Mm. Sorry, not part of that crew. <laughs> Get good at golf, then you will be. I am good. Mm. Right, you seen the putts these 
These guys was missing yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the ones from like yeah. 10 plus feet away yeah. that There's just like missed. 20 feet bomb with uh, <laughs> that just missed just sitting on the lip. That's I'd have made, oh, I'd have made them. would have made it easy. <laughs> Amateurs. But, no, it was fun because, you, you know, it's food, good time. And the closeout to the night was Cindy Lauper. Yes, that Cindy Lauper. The time great, of my life. Girls just I mean, want uh, to have after fun, time. time after time. And time on my life, time I, after time. I was time. like, what song is that? That's the remake, the remix. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, th- I think she did kind of throw down a rap in there. and yeah. Actually, she did. She did kind of do like a little rap. It was it was impressive. So she she is amazing. And she had like rocking a mohawk and everything. I was like, girl. Still got it, huh? Still got it. She looked amazing, performed amazing. And yeah, I want to be her when I grow up. I don't have to listen to that song. I haven't heard time after time in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> time after time in a long time. Got it. Oh, I see what it is. I didn't <laughs> even plan that. That's how genius I am. <laughs> but, and, but you know, everyone's just dancing and singing and just like how you're, you know, you're that much closer to being as good as the golfers golfing out at the Sony Open. Were the That's pros exactly, there too? No, no, no. They're resting, man. They're out there to win one and a half million dollars. Mask. When you're good like when you're good like me, you don't need, you don't rest, need right? rest. You just go bomb them. I mean, maybe Jordan Spieth could have been out. He played amazing yesterday. He what? did. So, um, he could have been out there partying. But yeah, it, it was it was fun. Like I said, Cindy Lauper was there, and the whole time though, um, <laughs> boss man, um, boss boss lady, it's just like you're gonna make it to your show tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I will be there. Trust me, what? I will make but, but it. Because I think we were partying until like the concert. So even though on the invitation it says like ten o'clock, seven to I think it was like till nine. I, I looked and it was like eleven thirty. So let me ask you something, just just out of curiosity. So you're at this great event, you're having a great time, you're you're partying with Cindy Lauper, singing, dancing until eleven thirty at night. At what point was Alan gonna possibly get that call? Be like, so not gonna make it in. If if that I, if that was you know if that ha- ended up happening, oh, I just wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, <laughs> I'd I'd just crack the mic and just be like, be like do, 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 do. so me. welcome to the den. <laughs> be like calling Mine me, and 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 then it wouldn't work if you called me because my phone is always on silent, no vibration, so it doesn't really matter. You cannot. <laughs> and you know, but my my alarm though is like um like a repeat alarm it has a set time every weekday which throws me off because sometimes when there's like a holiday on a weekday then I wake up because I forget to turn it off but anyways that's the only thing that goes off but I have come close to where I accidentally press like to turn it off instead of snooze because I have it early enough where it goes off and I can at least press snooze Once. once maybe twice and so but sometimes in your slumber accidentally press like the turn off button and then that's when so that did not happen the alarm woke me up and i am here despite you for being here you're welcome because that would have been something else if i just came in here and there was no kool-aid at all and then like i said you're calling me and like (laughs) just snoring (laughs) passed out enjoying the life (laughs) cindy lopper concert cindy lopper alan mia cindy lopper sitting with alan mia Brendan Neil, oh, Neil Everett out there having fun after his duties were done. Of course, he came by the table and was like talking story with Timmy and everyone around there. And 
yeah, it's just like I said, you couldn't. I didn't even know Neil was going to be the MC. We did know who the concert was going to be, but when we arrived, and I was like, oh, it's Neil Everett. Which, by the way, I think he needs to spend a little more time here. He was he was flubbing some of the the Hawaiian names a little bit. He's been gone too long. I'm like, oh. come on, Neil, come on. Come on. You're proving the, you can take the boy off the islands, but not the islands out the boy theory. Yeah. By the way, you know, if anyone listening isn't really too familiar, Neil Everett, yes, he is originally from Oregon, but he spent a lot of time here in Hawaii before making it big time. He was actually at HPU as the sports information director for a while. And yeah, and then he went off to do big things. He, he did mention last night because Mary Rick Blangiardi was, was also in attendance and, and Rick Blangiardi used to run Hawaii News Now for a very long time. And he had kind of said funny story that when he was, after he left here to go back to the mainland, he almost came back home to Hawaii to come back to work for Rick. So he almost, yeah, left ESPN because he just had nothing but good he, things to say about Rick as as an employer or as a boss over there at the news company, and he was very very close to coming back. He is a uh, Neil Everett is something else, and and what makes him special is, and actually I think this is true about a lot of like TV broadcasters, not so much radio, uh, but TV broadcasters, especially kind of like the court like the ESPN guys, where you want to be a little quirky, but yet you want to be you know like very serious and factual, but yet you know still kind of have that sense of humor because that's what es what made ESPN special. Like remember mm-hmm. all those promos they had with the golfer, like the the athletes and stuff. But what makes Neil Everett and a lot of the good ones special is their dry humor. Yeah, Neil, like like really look at like watch ESPN broadcast newscasters anchors, their humor is. Is 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 by far so dry. It's so funny. It's so good because you have to be because re- in order for dry humor to work, you really have to be clever, and and you have to understand it right. And and Neil Everett has has mastered it to an art. And I, and I I love watching Neil still to this day. Uh, but I yes, I think he's been gone a little bit too long. So maybe maybe take like a year uh, of doing the uh, doing the you know just doing it remotely from here. Maybe oh that would be awesome. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really cool. But yeah, he we're just kind of chuckling like how long has he been gone? He's and, give me, give me an not, example. What word did for, he miss? I up? forget. I forget. But I just remember looking over at, at at Mike and being like, did he just really flub that? Like it wasn't a difficult like Hawaiian word. It was one he of said those, like mahalo instead of mahalo. No, not uh, that bad. I'm just, I'm just, not that bad. Not that bad. But yeah, no. Or did just he do the one home. I really hate? Like when they go like, oh, I was driving down Kapiolani. No, I forget. Ala, Ala Moana, that that drives me nuts. <laughs> or did he say Hana? Did he say Honolulu? No, I told you I forget. You can guess, and I won't be like I'll well, be I'm like just, I don't I'm, know. I'm trying to trigger it. No, I'm just saying. I don't know. Either way, he he was fun, but it was kind of funny because he's like trying to make all these sports references, and obviously I get it. But majority of the crowd there is like, or at least half, are all Japanese, and like. From Japan, so I'm like, do they even understand part of it? So it's kind of cute, and and they probably and people there are probably mostly golf fans, and he's making other types of references to other sports. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. I think people are just like, you know, chuckling when everyone else chuckles. <laughs> so it was cute, but it was it was fun. Um, the Sony CEO was there and introduced. Oh, it almost felt like a Apple convention where he's like unveiling some new any cool new products we need to get. 
no. no. I was waiting for them to like show a brand new camera on the screen. I was going to say, no, not even a camera so, for you? That's all I was waiting for. I'm like, is there a new camera? Granted, I don't know what I'm talking about because the they do have very, very good cameras. So I shoot with a Sony, but I have like the middle level and I don't think I'm a good enough photographer to get like the A7R2s and above, which are awesome cameras, but you're talking like just for the body is like two grand. So then it's like two grand for the body and then you're looking at another two grand for a decent lens. So I'm not, I'm not good enough of a photographer to make that type of investment into my cameras. I'm like, I, I'm shooting the A6500 just fine and I'll stop at that. I think you should do it. <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, well, thank you for th- thank you, beautiful people, for entertaining us on this Aloha Friday as we recap last night. If you want to see some photos, I did post them up on our social media at High Sports Radio. By the way, shout out to everyone that does follow us. We have officially officially surpassed a thousand followers on our Insta face. So that's Insta pretty cool. Face. That's pretty darn cool. Like, you've never heard that? No. Oh. I don't even know what you're talking about. Still, I'm just trying to act like oh, I know what the yeah. heck you. On the I'm, Instagram. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's Instagram, but now that yeah. you can merge it with Facebook, it's called InstaFace now? Yeah. But I'm only referring to Instagram because that's Why where, would you call it InstaFace? Just because it sounds cooler than saying Instagram. No, the kids, I think, today call it IG. Well, I'm... Like, or on the gram. <laughs> Says the guy that barely knows how to use Instagram. Don't tell me what it's called. Don't tell me how to live my life. I am life. so like elementary, rudiment, whatever you want to call it. Like I am bare basics. Like literally, I just post picture with maybe a song on it. I know how to do that much. Oh yeah. For uh, you know, really for my family to see, and that's pretty much it. And if you follow me, you guys get to see the chronicles and daily life of uh, my daughter and I. And then my wife gets mad at me because she feels left out because nothing on my Instagram is of her. It's only my daughter and I. (laughs) It's like my wife doesn't exist. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Anyways, we will, like I said, thank you guys for listening to my story of last night. I just thought I'd jump on air just so I'm here. I'm live. And and I'll take it over from here. Because, yeah, because, you know, I, I don't think I don't think boss boss lady thought had faith in me that I would be here. this. It's okay though. Boss, boss lady would have protected you against boss man and boss lady. Yeah, it was a, it was a good old time. And and now, hey, you know what? Boss man, boss lady, boss, boss lady. They're all friends with like Timmy and we're all just one big happy family now because. I love it. Yeah, because Marissa's like her back's a little sore, though, for carrying that team to third place. But, this you know, is a true story. What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> all right. When we come back, we will talk sports coming up as we probably spend most of the show talking local sports, specifically basketball, as there was a media scrum the other day with University of Hawaii men's basketball head coach Iran Ganat and also Kamaka Hepa. So we'll play that for you coming up on the show when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. You know, when I was doing the, the playlist, that's why today, for today's show, I was just like, what is going to make Alan have, like, the best Aloha Friday and take him into the weekend? That's right. All Taylor Swift songs today. That's going to make I think Alan literally, say. I think, that started off perfectly. And he will have, like, the best Aloha Friday and start off his weekend. 
hearing Taylor Swift throughout this entire show. So you're welcome, Alan. I think literally the man upstairs hates me. No. Why would he subject me to this nonsense? (laughs) I don't. I woke up this morning, so now I'm here and you got to play the Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, coming up this weekend, the University of Hawaii men's basketball team returns home to play Long Beach State on Saturday and they have a quick turnaround on and as they play on Monday against CSUN and then they go on the road and play at UC Irvine and at UC Riverside. So, essentially playing four games within the span of a week. So, a couple of days ago, we had a media scrum with Head coach Iran Ganat and Kamaka Hepa, which, by the way, did you know that scrum, like, nobody knows what a scrum is? I think that's more of a media thing. That's why. But the kids today in media don't know what a scrum is. No, and I'm not they... talking about the kids. Even Neil said he, not Neil Everett, by the way, another Neil at UH. Neil said he didn't really hear the term scrum before. And even Aron Ganat was like, because I guess when they tell the coaches about, oh, you have to be here, you have to be here. Okay, we have the, this scrum at this time. And then even EG was kind of like, what's that? Like, wow. You guys don't know what a scrum is? Oh. Scrum is basically an informal Q&A. And it's different from like a press conference. Press conference is the formal version where you have the stage. Press and conferences is, are not a good thing. Yeah. So pre- that's the difference between the press conference, a little more formal. And then you have the scrum, which is just the reporters a, like kind of stand around and. Yeah. A scrum is like uh, whoever. At- at the winter baseball meeting, general manager meetings, like as soon as the general managers come out of like the conference room from having a conference together, like the media just gathers around each individual, like in a semi half yeah. circle and just starts peppering with questions. Yeah. So that's what that was. So here we hear from head coach Iran Ganat first again, talking about their overtime loss to Cal State Fullerton, which was their last game and going into this stretch of four games in a week and a lot more stuff. So here it is. All right, so uh, you guys have been able to watch the film and, and you've been able to talk to the guys. What, what's the biggest takeaway from, from that split? You know, obviously, uh, pleased with the way our guys traveled this week and had two battles. We're going to have a lot of battles and we've been uh, good on the road. Um, we want to continue to be good on the road to do what we want to do. And so, had a chance to win both. Uh, you know, disappointed with the way we finished the last game. It really started. Um, but the big takeaway is obviously taking care of the ball, ball security. and. You know, we get to the line, and that's the two things. We took, didn't take care of it and gave up too many free throws. And when we were at the line, we didn't make them. So um, still had a chance, like I said, not pleased with the way we came out of the gates in a game against Fullerton. I thought it gave ourselves a chance with the way we finished the half, started the second half, and then again finished, uh, you know, giving us a chance to send the game into overtime. So, uh, But you can see it. Uh, you know, the, the ball security and the uh, free throw line disparity is a big deal. Four games in eight days. Uh kind of seems like what you guys have prepared yourselves for in that early part of the season, right? Yeah, we've had quicker turnarounds. I mean, it's one of the crazier stretches we've had just coming off of this kind of seven-game stretch with the 22nd, 23rd, 25th time ahead. League play, 29th, 31st, quickest turnaround. Then right on the road on the 5th and the 7th. So wish we could have uh, finished it out with a, you know one or two made plays, uh, give them credit, like I said, after the game before to credit. And now we have our first kind of little stretch. Well, we've got some banged-up guys, and obviously everybody in the country does this time of the year. But first little stretch to you know talk about us a little bit more 
are. It's always us first and them, but even more us until we get to the Saturday game. But like you said, once we get to Saturday, it's the first of two four-game, eight-day stretches with the Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday that we'll see in this year, which we have not seen. So you're hopeful that three tournaments we've already played, you know, three games in four days, including back-to-back games, will help us for this. And that's obviously the reason we did it, or one of the main reasons. How do you correct the turnover problem? You know, I think we're always big on, you know, ownership and attack, identify the problem, attack the problem, and, and then find the solution. And so, unfortunately, and when it's a hard thing to do because we, in this case, we watched every one of them. Um, and we watched, and then that has helped us in the past. It was, you know, taking care of the ball was a big deal going into this year. And I thought our guys did a good job, and then it's reared its ugly head recently. And it's been inconsistent uh, because we've had it. Um, in in actual games, not just from a game to game, but within games, stretches where we've had few stretches where we've had a lot. Sometimes when you have a turnover, we've had them in a flurry, and it's really prevented us from getting you know good looks and obviously good shots, uh, offensive rebounds where we've been good this year. So, um, it's Is it a matter of like forcing things, or, or, or no? Sometimes it's or? something they're doing, and sometimes so I think it's a combination. There's you give the defense credit, and and our, us, you know, obviously there's a lot of unforced turnovers. Uh, in terms of our passing the ball, squaring up, being strong with the ball, at times being lazy with the ball. Uh, we gave up too many possessions. We have 11 possessions in a game that went in overtime. So, um, But we, we addressed the elephant in the room. Uh, I think that's helped us over the years. We don't hide from it. Everybody in our team is very mature, professional about it. You know, this wasn't on one guy or it was, it was across the board. Uh, and so I think that's helped us in the past. We'll stick with that uh, and, and move forward. What does implementing those changes look like in those quicker turnarounds, you know, where they don't get to see the court in between one game and another? Well, quick turnarounds, it's like we call it your ability, and good teams do this, your ability to mentally adjust. Um, in this stretch right now, we have a little bit of both with the physical adjustment because we haven't had much practice time. I just said the stretch that we combined travel. Uh, you just haven't had much practice time. So, you know, I even think defensively we had a little bit of slippage. We were still good. Um, but slippage can happen. And so the mental adjustments and quick turnarounds is the film and the talk and then keeping their bodies fresh. Um, now adding a little bit more practice time will uh, hopefully help us clean some things up. Uh, but we won't get many of these stretches, as you know, uh, moving forward. You have another four-game, eight-day stretch coming and travel, obviously, every other week. And so we've challenged our guys to be really good about making mental adjustments. So a little bit similar to when a team runs a wrinkle in the first half and you draw it up within a timeout or a second-half adjustments. we got to be really good at making physical and mental adjustments during this grind. How do you feel about what the Big West is doing with these Saturday and Mondays this year? The decision-making that went into that, your personal thought on just how it affects the Yeah, you know, you know me well enough to, you know, we, we have our input, and once a decision made is made, I kind of flip the script mentally and say it's the greatest thing ever, and I can share other thoughts on it. I don't think it's ideal, uh, but I also know, I've spoken with you guys earlier, that there's a unique calendar year um, that had these. Like, it was good to have buys back. I think in conference play you'll see that, but because of something with the calendar year, in order to have the buys, they also had to have several teams have these four-day, four-game, eight-day stretches. And so I don't think it's supposed to happen moving forward because this was a little bit of a calendar anomaly. Um, but, you know, like I said, once what it is what it is. And, and so that's why we kind of had those. We've had uh, more of these quicker tournaments than anyone really maybe in the country with the three tournaments we've played. And, and obviously, hopefully, when we move forward into the conference tournament, you're going to have to play back-to-back days. So it's been unique, and, and the whole deal has been about mindset um, for our guys to you either can complain about it or embrace it and, and get ready to, for the journey. Uh, one thing against Fullerton that um, – 
I guess happened last year in the tournament as well was the dribble penetration. Is that a concern as far as on-ball defense and also help defense if that guy does get beat? Yeah, it's been tough. They were they were making a couple of tough shots. We're one of the better teams in the country right now. Where um, yeah, I thought it came up a little bit last week before this week, where people were getting into you know a little deeper into the paint. So yeah, we want to make take teams off the three and make them shoot tough twos overhand, but tough twos overhand from three to four feet is a little different. So, and that's why I said when we looked at it, there was some slippage. It's funny because it's a matter of inches sometimes. The guys weren't far off, but a little off enough for a good offense player to feel a little bit more comfortable taking his time in the paint. And that's where we were exposed. And that, and obviously the turnovers and, and the um, inability to keep them off the line. So uh, that's what we're looking at. And we we've hopefully have some of this time to throw in some different wrinkles on our own. But you know, when you hold teams again, both games overall, we held them under 40 and under 30 from three. And you know, you, you go back and go, how, how do we not get it done? And um, well, one, I do think we could have done a better job not allowing them into the paint that deep, but certainly the turnovers and the free throw line. They say it's you know hard to get to the top, but harder to stay at the top. And starting so dominantly um, your conference season, how are you going to take that those lessons into the game against Long It's again mindset, you know, embracing that. That's what we live for. I've said it, and you've heard me over the years. And the reward for success is. You know, target on your back and more competition. That's what we live for. That's why those guys are here. Um, and there's a lot of teams in this league that have this great continuity among staffs and returning players and developed players, guys who won leagues. We've had several different champions. I mean, there's a lot of pride in league play, as you know, whether they're in a good start or not. Once the league play starts, everybody's zero and zero. You've heard some teams lose a couple games. Like, shoot, we got 18 games to go. I mean, there's a lot of season left in a 20-game schedule. And you know, last year we talked about Long Beach. You know, winning their first, losing the first game. Home and then winning ten in a row, so there's a long ways to go, and I think you know every, each team has to continue to. And this is a very physical league. It's a very physical league. It's a grind. Uh, each game is like a bit of a championship game, and we played in a couple of those because of what's at stake. You're fighting for seeding. You're fighting for momentum going into the conference tournament, and there's a lot of teams and staffs that have a lot of pride. So uh, when I say mindset and flipping the script, that is incredible. Like these are battles. How awesome is that? But they're not going to be easy. And they're going to get harder with each man. I imagine your sympathies are also with the uh, California schools going through all the horrible um, weather problems they're having right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, the last couple of years there's been so many things off the court that have presented challenges, and for your, you know, you have so much respect for where you're at and the people you're competing against, and and so you know, you obviously hope everything goes all right there. I know our game has already been uh, moved or postponed. Um, so hopefully, and, and that's happened a lot over the last couple of years. Like I said, going into this year, hopefully this will be a 20-game uh, smooth slate. Uh, some things out of our control happen, but I think everybody's doing a good job keeping everybody safe in the meantime. One thing uh, Long Beach has shown over the years is their ability, whether by design or what, is to create chaos. Um, sometimes you think, okay, you're in control, you got this game, uh, the tempo you want, and then all of a sudden it's helter-skelter. So is that one of the traps you're looking for this week? Yeah, well, I think we just said the games are battles and we've been on both ends of it, up late, down late. There's so much time. Um, again, you saw it the other day when we were down to force overtime. But, you know, Long Beach is plus five, six on the boards. It's gonna be, I was going to say this is going to be a very physical week, but I think every week in Big West play will be very physical. And they force 15 turnovers a game, which is significant. And we're talking about... Uh, them forcing 15 when we just had 22. So, um, and, and Northridge is going to be very physical and good on the glass as well, and very good defensively. So, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, it's a great and awesome challenge that we're going to have to handle well.
and that was UH men's basketball head coach Aron Gannat. When we come back, we'll hear from Kamaka Hepa on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Alan, you love this song. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Akbayani, Alan Mia, enjoying his Aloha Friday because he just is hearing like the Taylor Swift jams. Oh, you're welcome, Alan. Starting your Friday and your weekend in the best way possible I've ne- I've hearing never, Taylor Swift. Never hated my own life more than <laughs> I have these past couple of days. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. In uh, before the break, we played for you just the media scrum that we had the other day with UH men's basketball head coach Aron Gannat as they prepare for their stretch of four games in one week, including the two on the road. So they play this Saturday and Monday at home against Long Beach State and CSUN and then go on the road to UC Irvine and at UC Riverside. So also joining the scrum was Kamaka Hepa, and here's what he had to say. All right, man. So uh, just being back here in the arena, knowing you, you got a couple of home games uh, back and, and coming off of that split, where's this team at right now? Um, I think where we're at right now is just really focusing on this week. Uh, this is a very vital week for us because I would say within the past four weeks, we really haven't had too much time to practice. Um, and so having that week off, those seven days off from our past game coming up with Long Beach at home, um, I think it's very big for us. And I think we're going to take advantage of, advantage of it for sure. Coach always talks about the conference season as a 20-game grind and keeping that high level of play consistent week to week. Do you think that's the biggest challenge uh, is maintaining that high level for 20 games straight? No, yeah, absolutely. I think the one of the things that, that the, uh, the team that's able to win the Big West Championship is going to be the team that's the most tough because, like you said, it's just a grinded-out type of season, um, especially for us having to go to the mainland back to Hawaii every other week so I think we're definitely capable of it and like you said it is very tough but I think we have tough enough guys to uh, to pull our own and, and, and have a successful uh, conference season. What does it feel like the recovery time when you come back from a trip like that? How long does it take to get your uh, back? It, it helps being in Hawaii that's for sure. Um, me and me and a couple of the other guys, as soon as we got back on Sunday, we went right to the beach and just kind of relaxed. So that was kind of a nice little reset for us just to kind of get our minds away from the game a little bit so that we could hit this week really hard. How are you guys approaching the, the Saturday, Monday? It's the first of these, right? Um, because you have less time to turn around the following week. Yeah, yeah, correct. So I think it's like something like four games in eight days. Um, and we've kind of already been in that situation a couple times this year. So I think we have experience with that for sure in terms of quick turnarounds. So being able to actually have a day in between games is, is big for us. And I think that's more time than we've had before. So I think we'll be all right. What's the hardest part? Is it the physical part of playing that quickly? Or is it the, I think or, it's or the a combination of, of both for sure. Um, just the, like like he mentioned, the short turnarounds. It's, it's going to be a lot of mental preparation after we kind of hit hard these next couple of days in practice. Um, so that's that part of it. But also just the travel and stuff is, is definitely tough on the bodies. But I think um, our program does a good do- good job of traveling. Um, and I think we have a good system set up to make sure that we are uh, feeling the best we can physically as well. Because it also seems like a shorter scouting for you, uh, especially. Yeah, so that's kind of where the mental part of it comes from, I think. 
a lot of preparation for the for our games especially is is a lot of mental because just because we do take a day to travel and when we do get into wherever we're playing it's typically kind of just a walkthrough run through of what our opponents are doing so it's it's definitely a, a big mental game for us what was it like to process that Fullerton loss? Because you guys had some late game heroics, but it didn't ultimately work out this time. Um, I mean, I, I was, I felt disappointed. Um, I, I thought we did, didn't really play up to the expectation that we wanted to or to the level that we wanted to. So I'm definitely disappointed. But yesterday we went over the film and we kind of went, looked at it with a clear mind. And I think that's the biggest thing in taking what we need to learn from that game and really applying it this Saturday against Long Beach. Speaking of Long Beach, you've been in this in this program now for over a season. You've faced them a couple of times, and those games just feel different. There's something that is a little different between the Bows and, and, and the Beach. What is, what is it? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is, honestly. Like you said, I have played them twice already uh, last year, and they were both really competitive games. Um, but all I know is I'm really looking forward to it. And it's just, a, like you mentioned, it's just a different kind of energy around the game, especially having them come here. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to just really kind of not necessarily reestablish ourselves, but just to kind of get back into the flow of things we want to. When we talk about consistency, uh, specifically in the area of turnovers, um, even within a single game, uh, Thursday night, I think he only had a couple turnovers in the first half, then second half, you know, a bunch. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was 22 or something on Saturday. So mm -hmm. is that the frustrating part? Is you guys have shown you can take care of the ball, but then you fall into these spells mm -hmm. where... Absolutely, absolutely. I think something that we talk about a lot is that our our goods are great and our bads are really low. And something that we're focusing on is really just shoring that up. Um, like you mentioned, we do go stretches where we have great ball movement and we're getting what we want on the offensive end. And then there's also stretches where it's just completely off of basketball. So like you mentioned, it's just the consistent aspect of it. And I think what I, well, what I think is going to really help us is just being able to get into, into the gym this week and really practice because, like I said, we didn't necessarily have as much time to do that. So I think it's going to come with more practices, but we also have to take more responsibility and ownership of that. It also seemed like you picked up a lot of fouls and sent you the line a lot in the Fullerton game. Is that kind of trying to play aggressive but not but cautiously aggressive? Or? Yeah, yeah. It was a, I think they shot something like 41 free throws, which I've never really heard of in a game. But that's definitely something we have to get better at. I think it's just our point of attack defense is what we stress a lot watching the film yesterday. Um, being able to stay in front of our guys is, is one thing because we do have a great wall on defense, which is kind of just our help defense. But just taking more pride on one-on-one -on -one defense for sure will kind of clean up those fouls. And you see the the volleyball court out here and, and knowing that the men's volleyball teams will be opening their season and unveiling a national championship banner. How inspiring is that to be sharing an arena with, with a team that represents your school that, that will be putting a national title up there? It's definitely it's definitely really awesome to see and just to kind of see how they work and what their approach is to the game because obviously they're a very successful team, um, especially within these past couple of years. And I think it's awesome really that we're able to kind of be around people like that here at the University of Hawaii. I think it's really special. Um, people that win and people that take pride in their sport and really putting on for the state of Hawaii. It's definitely awesome to see. And once again, that was Kamaka Hepa from the UH men's basketball team. And that last question uh, being asked about the men's volleyball team as they did get their season started last night with a win over Ball State in four sets. So 3-1 over Ball State. And tonight they will reveal their national championship banner back to back baby so they're playing out there at the simplify arena at stan sheriff center tonight at 7 p.m again against ball state but that's the fun part is that they're going to have the whole ceremony where they 
essentially drop the banner from the top of the rafters in the Simplify Arena at Stamps Sheriff Center. So if you guys can come out, it'll be fun. I'll be there tonight along with Paul Brecht. We'll be covering the action tonight. So it'll be, you know, here we go. It, it Today or yesterday began the quest for the three-peat for the, the men's volleyball team. And then this weekend you have men's basketball that hoping to bounce back from their overtime loss on the road. And whew, we're just rocking and rolling. <laughs> Alan's like, Seeing weirdness out of his eye. <laughs> no, he's like, I can see a piece of hair somewhere, but I don't know where it's at. Oh. I'm trying to grab it because it's like, it keeps like touching my eye. And then I know it's a white one because you can tell. And I'm like, <laughs> I get plenty of them. But I was, this, winners want to be next to the winners. And that was kind of the cool thing. Like that last, that last sound mm-hmm. bite. He was like, it's just cool to be around them and seeing how they go about their business because you want that like, you know, you talk about like osmosis. You want that to seep into their their style, the way they play, the way they approach it. And so, winners want to be with winners, and and that's cool. So, what you'd hope is like, you look at the men's volleyball team. You hope one day the women get back to where they used to be, and they're on their way. Cause oh yeah, Coach they're Robin, right there. Coach Robin has that team rocking and rolling. I, she's finally getting the recruit, her recruiting classes all settled mm-hmm. in, and. And things are looking good for that program. And then you look at, like, the water polo program, always in it, you know, to the very last when it comes to a possible national, you know, a possible natty and national championship. And so now you look at, like, baseball, you know, the the goal is to win the win the Big West because you win the Big West in baseball. That's like a – you could honestly sit there and go, that's like winning a, a national championship because the Big West is so tough with the likes of Long Beach State, Cal State Fullerton, UCI. UC Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why that conference used to get four bids, uh, four auto bids into the you know College World Series tournament because that's how good this league is. And then you look at softball, get them back to prominence where they used to be. They got some big time pitching recruits coming in finally that they haven't had in the last few years. So they're looking up. Winners want to be with winners, and I feel like that's where UH is going right now. So it was cool to hear actually like one of the players come out and say that like you know it's really cool to be next to these guys. Well, and I'm sure they've seen and has attended a men's or women's volleyball match. Yeah, so you're going somewhere in the same house that you play in seeing how many fans are there rocking and rolling, like especially men's volleyball, right? Because men's volleyball don't have... They don't have the diehard fan base that women's volleyball has. Like women's volleyball, people show up. No, even when they, we were kind of slumping a little bit, you still get around the same amount of fans that show up for women's volleyball. Men's volleyball, uh, people don't remember that it was relatively empty, empty for a little while, and now they're up there winning national championships. So yes, it's like a full house every single time. But for men's basketball, I'm sure they. Well, one, you look at even just the old videos of like. Carl English days or AC Carter days and how rocking and rolling it used to be there for men's basketball. And I'm sure these players see that now in real time, like, hey, if men's volleyball can draw this type of a crowd, like we want that too. And they're going to be hungry if they get these two wins. You know, they're right there. Again, only suffering that one loss, which was the overtime loss to Cal State Fullerton in conference, that is. But if they can remain, like, keep themselves in the win column and when this team, this men's basketball team, is all like they're on it, taking care of the basketball, you guys will hear me say that all the time, limiting those turnovers. I mean, this is a very, very good team that plays well together. So once they can figure out taking care of the basketball, that's all. We're like, I, I don't want to say that's all, but 
if you're not giving up the basketball, you're not giving up those points off of turnovers. That is always the stat that we like to look at because sometimes that makes or breaks the game. And I don't know, it's going to be it's it's going to be an exciting weekend this weekend out there in Manoa. Yeah, you know, for the men's basketball team, limit limit the inside uh, points. Uh, you know, you do that, that means you're rebounding well. You're clogging the middle up. You're forcing them to take outside shots, which you'll live with all day. If you get beat by the outside shot, you know, you can live with that. You don't want to get beat on the interior because that means you're being out hustled. Um, and make sure you hit your free throws. But like you said, more importantly, just take care of the rock. You know what I mean? Be safe with it. Don't be, you know, the hero. Just just be safe with it. And, you, and this basketball team should come out, you know, on top. The thing is, too, with the crowd, it's winning will, will bring a crowd naturally. But then also, like, you know, UH has got to step up its efforts on how to really make this entertaining for the kids, for the students. Um, you, in order for a place to be raucous, you need the student body involved. And I, I see the student body that comes. It's nice. I, I've, I've seen a lot better. So that, how do you make the students get more involved and, and have a greater time? And you got to, you got to start catering to them. I love auntie and uncle. Don't get me wrong. I've said it ever since I moved here. You got to make it about the kids at some point too, though, because you need a mix of both. Yeah, you need auntie and uncle because that's the one that pays. Well, I think they're gonna—they're the ones that are gonna come regardless. Right, those know? are the ones that are gonna yeah. come along. But how do you make it so that the student comes? Well, winning, of course, but you got to make it a party for them. And if you're not going to, and if it's just gonna be a an hour, hour and a half long infomercial, yeah. you're probably you gonna need lose to bring the back student body. The, uh, Ma- no, maniacs. Woo! No, <laughs> Manoa maniacs. Mano Maniacs, do no. it for Uncle Alan. Mano Maniacs. Anyways, when we come back, we'll get you caught up with other things happening locally. You're like your Sony Open scoreboard. Also, two local fighters on the UFC card tomorrow as well. And yeah, more stuff about Tua Tongo Vailoa. All that and more. If we can cram it in next on Wake Up in the Den. I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. So I play him like a violin and I make it look oh so easy. Listen to it, Alan. I tell them, they tell me three. Oh, God. The Filipino is coming out in her. <laughs> Welcome back, beautiful people. And Alan for entertaining my Taylor Swift playlist on this Aloha Friday. I could have it. I could have changed it. No. I do have my the controls. Show. My show. <laughs> just saying anyway it says we're, well, we just want to get you caught up with a lot of stuff locally and things with local ties going on so taking a look at the Sony scoreboard uh, some of our just how they finished yesterday some of the local golfers or golfers with Hawaii ties you have Parker McLaughlin Punahou grad he finished one under yesterday so and he tees off today at noon he is tied for 58th Brent Grant, a Moanalua grad, he is even par right now and tied for 84th. Uh, Michael Castillo, who is the Kapalua head pro, he is all the way at 143. Had a bad day yesterday, finishing at nine over. Ooh. And we have so you're Blaise. saying I get chance. They're saying there's a chance. Blaze Akana, KS Kapalama grad, and currently playing at the University of Hawaii, who is an amateur, by the way. He's listed as an amateur, but he is tied for 102 and finished at one over. And he tees off at, oh, coming up in a little bit at 9 a.m. this That's morning. That's not bad. So, yeah. One over, you're still in contention to make the cut. Yeah, so he's right there. So is that some of our golfers with Hawaii ties? And right now, sitting on the top of the leaderboard at the Sony Open, tied for first, you have Rory Sabatini and Ooh, Taylor Montgomery. Name. 
So Jordan Spieth had a really good day yesterday, but he did he tee off yet? So he did. No. So that's why he's not on the top. Technically, he it's funny because they have like the red arrow that shows he dropped to, but that's because he's not playing right now. He tees off at 1240 at Wiley. Jordan Spieth does. But as it sits right now, you have a couple of guys tied for the top and we'll see how Jordan does today. As the odds stand, though, Spieth is still the favorite at four to one, followed by Taylor Montgomery at plus 750 and JT Poston. All these people I never heard before. 11 to one and Harris English at 16 to one. Four to one for Jordan Spieth. Yeah, he had a really good day yesterday. No, that's why. So, I'm but that's saying, why I'm it's just, funny. I'm just, I'm just thinking like a little sprinkle on on a Jordan Spieth might not be a yeah. bad play. That's why it's funny to see that he like is tied for third, but it's just because he did it, it. If you missed it, he did finish at six under yesterday, so that's why he had a heck of a day. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, last year's champ, is currently tied for twenty fourth. He is three under so far today. And that's through three holes. So doing really good. Hideki, woo, he usually has the big crowd that follows him. So between like him and Jordan Spieth, you'll likely see, you'll know where they're golfing. Just look for the crowd. <laughs> that's everyone's I just love how golfing. we have a master's champ here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. pretty darn cool. Yeah. So if you guys go out there or this weekend, I would suggest going out today if you want to, because this weekend the crowds are going to be nuts so and just like the simplify arena stand sheriff center or the clarence tc ching athletics complex it is a clear bag policy at the sony open clear bag or small like fanny pack size bags no point and shoot cameras just your phone make sure your phone's on silent um yeah thirty dollars for general admission per day and just go out and have fun all right so also want to make note that Dolphins quarterback Tua Tango-Vailoa, even though he is out for the game this weekend against the Bills, he was named the 2022 Polynesian Pro Football Co-Player of the Year, sharing the award with 49ers safety Talanoa Hufanga. So Tua is the third player with Hawaii ties to win the award, joining, of course, Marcus Mariota and DeForest Buckner. And the Polynesian Bowl is next week, Friday, on the campus of Kamehameha Schools Kapalama. And the Hall of Fame celebration dinner will be the following night. If you hear a familiar voice if you attend the Polynesian Bowl, yes, that is our Alan Mia, as he will be the PA and PA announcer out there. Um, general admission tickets are just $18 and you can go to polynesianbowl.com or you can watch the game live in primetime on NFL Network. And again, go give Alan Mia a hard time like, Alan! A lot of studs this year. We know year. you love Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Last year had, uh, what, what's his name? Um, Hunter, the number one uh, prospect in the in the country. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his, his name. Uh, the one that went to Jackson State, now going to Colorado uh, with, uh, with uh, Dion. Something Hunter, right? Anyways, he, the uh, last year's Polynesian Bowl had literally the number one, number two, and number three uh, recruit uh, ranked recruits in the nation playing in it. So Polynesian Bowl, epic, epic um, game full of talent. You know, it, it, ultimately it's an all star game, uh, but just a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. So and, and got some hammers, or the, as the kids say, the hammers coming in this year again. <laughs> Speaking of hammers, oh hammers! Want to want to give a shout out to Christian Shimabuku for this story that he put up on KHON two, basically recognizing that former Kahuku wrestling teammates Dan Fifty K Ige and Punahele Soriana will be fighting on the same card and the main card at UFC 
six UFC Vegas 67 tomorrow headlined by Strickland and Imavov that the main card starts at 2 p.m. Hawaii time, by the way, and will be on ESPN plus if you want to watch it. And yeah, both of them actually are favorites. Dan Ige is minus 130 favorite over Damon Jackson and Puna is the minus 160 favorite over Roman Kopilov. And the story, though, by Christian is very cute because it just talks about how they met and how they met in high school. And they both caught the city bus outside of Haleiwa 7-Eleven near Weed Circle and sharing Lihi Moy. And it's just it's a really good story. So go out and go and check it out on khon2.com and yeah cheer on i'm gonna be watching some ufc gosh there's just so much going on this weekend we're gonna be out at men's volleyball tonight again taking on ball state and the best part of the night will be unveiling the championship national championship back-to-back banner and the quest for the three-peat for alamia i'm kule agbayani have an amazing weekend mahalo for listening bye home of the dallas cowboys kguam k236cr honolulu is the hawaii sports radio network on 95.1 fm and am 760